Let's turn this morning to Psalm 138. Psalm 138. I want to start off before I read this psalm to you with a verse from Romans. Romans 2, 4. Despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? It's a question. Amen. Do you not know that the goodness of God should lead thee to repentance, right. should lead us to repentance? Yes. This psalm is full of the goodness of the Lord. I want to consider it this morning because of that, and I hope that we can all afterwards leave repenting in light of the goodness of God to us. Yes. Psalm 138. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Yes. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cried, thou answeredst me and strengthenedst me with strength in my soul. Amen. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Amen. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Amen. We're going to go through this verse by verse. Let's start in verse 1 and can begin the consideration of this psalm with our whole heart as David inclined his whole heart toward the praise of God. Yeah. Verse 1, I will praise thee with my whole heart. David uses this expression, his whole heart, eight yes. other times in the psalms. He did things heartily as unto the Lord. Amen. What is our approach to praise? Is it with our whole heart? Are we leaving any affections in the world? Our lives are not our own. David understood that. Right. He gave every ounce of his being, his heart, heart, soul, mind, and strength, every ounce of his being to the worship and the praise of God. When we are confessing and repenting our sins, we are supposed to have a broken and a contrite heart. But when praising the God of heaven, we must bring our whole heart Beautiful. to him yes. to worship him. Yes. He says, before the gods will I praise thee. David cared very little for the gods, uh, whether they were idols or authority figures. The gods of this world mattered very little to him, and he would sing the praises of God even before them. Yes. As this world heaps up idols and gods to themselves, let us not be dis bitter or discouraged at seeing them, but more, instead we should praise him more and be more fervent and zealous for him. Right. Verse 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple. David worshipped God in God's specified way. Not only are we to adore and to worship God, we are supposed to do that, but we're supposed to do it his own way. Praise bands, strobe lights, and workout attire are not worship. The true worship of God is found in a few, uh, a few believers scattered throughout the pages of Scripture. It's never been a large number. We should maximize the worship of God by using our whole heart and doing it his way. We will receive the blessing. He will be honored and we will have a greater sense of his uh, blessing upon us. Yes. The loving kindness and truth that he mentions here, you know, as, uh, as he states here, I, and praise thy name for thy loving kindness yes. and for thy truth. David would praise the Lord for these things. 
praise was one of David's emphasis in, uh, in all the Psalms. Yes. The loving kindness and truth of God changed David's life. Has it changed our lives? Have, have we repented because of the goodness of God displayed in his loving kindness and his truth toward us? David knew all about loving kindness and truth. He knew a lot about it. But what about us? We're on this side of the cross. The truth of God and loving kindness toward us, Gentiles, we should praise him all the more for all the things that he has rendered toward us. Amen. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Written revelation of God. This book right here, the word of God. This is how God speaks to us. And it is more sure than hearing his own voice yes. from heaven. Yes. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's words will remain forever. Right. Revelation, revelation written down in, the, in this book excels the supernatural because of its clearness, its definition, and the fullness of its teaching. We love the name of God, but what about his word? Do we love the word of God? Not just the book, but do we love what is contained yes. therein? And do we yes. magnify it? Has it changed your life, and is your life in the process of being changed because of it? Let us both praise his name, but also extol his word as God extols his word. Verse 3, in the, midst, in the day when I cried, thou answeredst me. David cried a lot to the Lord, and the Lord always answered him. Thank you, Lord, for not just hearing us, but also answering us. There is no proof so convincing, so convincing to us as when the Lord answers us. Remember the study recently about the reversals of fortune and how looking at the past, considering your present, looking forward to the future, that which the Lord has already done in the Bible and to our brothers and sisters around us and in our own lives, yes. our faith and our hope is yes. built up. And so when the Lord answers a prayer, our faith and our hope is built up, and David certainly was because the Lord answered him mightily. And strengthened me with strength in my soul. Do you always expect a miracle to happen when you pray? What about soul strength? Do you pray for soul strength? Yes. It is no wonder David could worship with all of his heart when he was strengthened in his soul. The benefits of trials and troubles are numerous. And the Lord sends trials our way to strengthen us. Yes. And his strength is sufficient for us in the midst of the trial. So when we pray, we should always pray for strength in our soul because it's a win-win situation when we are benefiting from trials and when the Lord strengthens us in the midst of those trials. Yes. Read the magnified word of God. Remember past deliverances. Pray and experience soul strength. Amen. Do not expect miracles all the time. We do pray for them, though. Uh, verses 4 and 5 talks here about all the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Uh, kings and authority figures are as gods here below. Very few kings have ever worshipped God in spirit and in truth. But the lesson is this. Kings on earth have a measure of glory because of their authority. The glory of God is greater than their glory and is revealed to us by his word, his voice. So the glory of God is greater than that of any earthly king. It would be a glorious anthem indeed, though, if all kings of the earth had the capacity to sing the praises of the king of heaven. Yes. It would be a great anthem. But us, as his true believers, we can worship him and we can sing praises to him even when most who are lifted up in authority uh, cannot. The Lord has blessed us as the lowly, as we'll sing, uh, see here later in this psalm. 
Verse 6. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. Here's one of the great goodnesses of God to us. Let us repent in light of it. The Lord is high and lifted up. He is above all. He is in all. He is the creator God. But he views the humble in heart with pleasure. He thinks on us with care. Think about the thoughts that cannot be numbered. And listens to our prayers and he answers us. We reverence him and he has respect to us. This respect is not him esteeming us for our position, but it's particular attention and care for us when we are humble and contrite. Praise him yet more with me this morning. For the only reason we have any humility, and the only reason we are the lowly in heart, is because of His grace. Our lowly hearts will one day be in eternal bliss, ruling angels. The contrast in verse 6 here between the righteous and the wicked is great. The proud He knoweth afar off. The Lord condescends to us and is personally involved on our behalf. And knowing the proud afar off is not a compliment, it is death. If you are far from the Lord, then you have no hope, no faith, and no security. Rejoice again, though, because he sups with us and has mansions in eternity currently under construction for our eternal abode. The contrast between the the wicked and the righteous, all by the grace of God. Verse 7, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Once again, our win-win situation. Troubles and trials are for our benefit and the Lord will revive us in the midst of the troubles and trials. We grow faint and weary. We're flesh. Yet the loving kindness mentioned in verse 2 is such that we are strengthened with strength in our soul and revived so that we can do that which is naturally impossible. How often has the Lord comforted you and revived you in your sorrows? More than once? Every day? Every hour? He revives us. He lifts us up on high. And he comforts us because we are his children. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Amen. Here is revival in the midst of a trouble. The Lord saving you. One hand of the Lord against the wicked, and the other, the right hand of the Lord to save you. Yes. The Lord will restrain the remainder of man's wrath. It is not out of his hand. The Lord will save us by his right hand. And this is, this is revival in the midst of a trouble, and yet another goodness of the Lord. Amen. Verse 8. The Lord will, will perfect that which concerneth me. God is concerned with all that concerns his saints. Our strength, hope, and pilgrimage will be perfected by the Lord God of heaven. And his mercy endureth forever. In uh, Psalm 136 uh, the, the phrase, and his mercy endureth forever, is mentioned uh, 26 times. And it's mentioned again here in this psalm, and it's not the vain repetition of the heathen, oh. but it's the repetition by which we learn and we embrace and we delight in the glory of God and his goodness toward us. It's a reassurance and steadfast hope in God's mercy. It endures forever. It is mercy that the Lord perfects that which concerns us. It is a mercy that the Lord stretches forth his hand to save us. Yes. It is mercy that the Lord has respect to the lowly. Yes. Do you get the picture? The Lord is good and he is merciful. Amen. O Lord, uh, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Our confidence does not, ca- does not cause us to live without prayer. We are confident in this life because of the strength of the Lord. But we don't pray less because we're confident. We pray more. It encourages us to pray more. And this is holy reasoning uh, with the God of heaven. If the Lord will perfect that which concerneth us, 
and his mercy endureth forever, then reason with him to continue that promised loving kindness and to bless us all the more because he created us. He is the creator God. And not only are we the works of his hands, but that which which he has done in our lives is the works of his hands as well. All the dots in our lives, which, when connected, show a beautiful pattern of salvation and mercy, those are the works of God. Has the Lord wrought so much mercy in our lives so as to forsake us? No. No. He will complete that work in our lives, and we will never leave and he will never leave nor forsake us. Amen. As such, from verse one, David prays him with his whole heart, worship him with me, with all of our hearts, all of our soul, might and strength this morning. The Lord be Amen. praised.